And now, it's time for another episode of Sleep With Me, starring Wendy Friesen. The show where... Oh, oh, she's a hypnotist. It, it's not that kind of show. Oh, well then here's Wendy. Hello, everybody. It's Wendy, and this is another episode of Sleep With Me. You can take that literally or figuratively or metaphorically. Well, not literally, of course. But you know, since I'm a hypnotist, I just think it's so clever for you to want to sleep with me. Today, we're going to have a special show. It's called What's Your Problem? So I had several people on Facebook ask me for help with problems that they have. And the uh, questions were just amazing. They were so cool. So I'm really excited to share those with you. And what I'm going to do is help a couple of the people on there to find ways to deal with their problem, to feel better, to overcome something. And then we're going to have an actual hypnosis session during this podcast. So be ready. And if you're driving, you're going to want to turn it off when we get to the hypnosis portion. Well, depending on when you're listening to this, you know, Trump was just elected president a couple days ago. And it was a shocker to everybody. I was at Boulder Theater, which is a really big theater of a, holds about a thousand people with a big screen and stuff. And they were showing the results as they were coming in. And in Boulder, 79% of the people voted for Hillary, which means only 21% voted for Trump. So I'm not a Hillary fan and I'm not here to talk about who I did or did not vote for. But it was really interesting to see what was happening and the energy of the group and the shock and the amazement and everything else. And I know for you as well. So some of the people who asked me questions about helping them with their problem was how to get over the stress from the election and all the stuff that was going on for weeks before. And it did cause a lot of stress. And you know, stress is definitely one of the major causes of all illnesses and diseases affects your aging, how fast you age or how quickly you age or how slowly you age. So you want to keep reducing the stress. One of the best ways to do it is with mindfulness. And you can do mindfulness very easily by taking time to just shift what's going on in your mind and in your body by closing your eyes and breathing and letting yourself kind of just be in a meditative state for a few minutes. Even two or three minutes helps. If you're doing nothing to combat stress, then you're just going to have that same agitated state in your body and in your mind. But if you just do something that takes you out of that mindset and gets you into some other thought or feeling or experience, then your body can stop producing the chemicals of stress that cause all of the dreaded diseases. So you can use hypnotherapy as well. I have a really cool session that I love called Sweet Surrender, and it's a way to condition your brain and your body to go into this very relaxed, unstressful state, and then to remove yourself from whatever the problem is, or the difficulty, or whatever it is you're obsessing about. And then, after you do that first um, session, then you use the short one. So there's a three-minute and a five-minute sweet surrender piece, so you can shift instantly. But I would encourage you to learn to do something like that, that can put you into that state and help you to eliminate the stress, because it's been pretty darn stressful around these parts in the USA. I guess people from all over the world are feeling it. It's been, we've been the talk of the town, haven't we? <laughs> 
So if I mention your name in this podcast because you had a clever or interesting question, then I'm going to give you a $20 gift certificate. But if I answer your problem and I work on a solution and we dwell on it for a little bit, you get a $50 gift certificate for anything on the old wendy.com store. So that's what we're going to do today. Aren't you excited? Oh my God, I am so excited. All right. So let's see what we have here. Um, (laughs) Richard Rumble wants help to release the anxiety from the World Series score. Well, that, I don't even think I'm going to go there. Um, (laughs) But Richard Rumble also wants to know how to overcome the Dis- <laughs> overcome the disappointment of not winning $50 from Wendy. Ha ha, clever. Richard. All right, so here we go. Allison wants to know how to go deeper into hypnosis. She says, I don't think I've ever fully gone into trance. How do I know if I have, or if I've been in trance, how can I go deeper? I feel like I need more prep before I listen to the actual hypnosis part. Yeah, that is actually a great question. I may tackle that one with you today. Eddie Sanders says, what's the best way for continued success and how to eliminate obstacles like friends and family who say it isn't possible even while it's happening in front of them after you start seeing success? Awesome question. Um, let's see. Oh, Stephanie, love your question. You're asking how antidepressant meds don't outperform placebo. They barely help symptoms. They cause a wide array of side effects, most commonly sexual dysfunction. Long-term toxic effects are still unknown, yet millions of people are being prescribed them because the docs can't think of an alternative solution. I love your question. I know, isn't it crazy? You take these antidepressants and then it causes impotence or sexual difficulty and inability to uh, reach climax and such things. Uh, Oh my goodness. And then you're depressed again, huh? But they don't outperform placebo. So we'll probably talk about your question in a minute. Let me see. Liz Enright would like to eliminate sugar cravings. Yes, we can do that. Um... Let's see. Who else? Lenore has a great question. It's about dealing with anxiety. I'm bipolar and would love a podcast to listen to rather than Papa Xanax. Maybe call it virtual Xanax. That's Lenore. And I think that if I make something that is for you to release the anxiety and then you can just listen to it over and over, wouldn't that be so cool? All right. Um, and Debbie asks about getting over sugar addiction or sweet addiction like chocolate and carb addiction. Yeah, absolutely. We can do that. And we'll talk about that also. Uh, let's see this one. I don't know. Uh, Gilly says, this isn't clever, but can hypnosis help physically heal something obvious? I have a lipoma on my leg and have for years, uh, would be delightful to see it gone. Okay. Well, here's what I think. So if you heard me mention your name, then if you would send me a message on Facebook, because that's where all this information came from, I'll send you the code for your gift certificate. But now we're going to just dive right into some of the questions that I think are really, really important. Stephanie says how antidepressant meds don't outperform placebo. 
And this is a great subject because depression comes from emotional events in your life that create conflicts in your mind and in your emotions. And in your brain, when you have an unresolved emotional memory, the emotion is trapped in that memory, especially when you have a traumatic memory or something that's filled with a lot of fear and it causes anxiety and it causes depression. And Candace Pert, a scientist, studied this and she found that these trapped emotions, they release chemicals into your body. And she wrote a book called Molecules of Emotion. So these chemicals flood your body with the stress chemicals that go to the receptor sites on your cells, but they also collect in certain areas of your body where she found cancer was growing. And she found a high concentration of these particular molecules of emotion, as she calls them, either feeding the cancer or causing the cancer. That part was a little bit unknown. So now we're taking antidepressant medication and hoping that that will get rid of our problem by changing the serotonin and the chemicals in our brain. But has it gotten rid of the emotional memory that's causing the depression or this, the inner conflicts, like the part of you that just doesn't want to go to your horrible job anymore and or the part of you that's having trouble dealing with a family member and it's stirring up all this emotion and memories of your past. So you take antidepressants for it, but does it really help? So here's what I thought was fascinating in a bad way is in researching antidepressants, they do trials, of course, and they have a placebo group who is taking a pill and doesn't know that they're taking a placebo. And then a group who's taking the real medication, but they weren't getting very good results in some of the big studies. The, um, antidepressant medication was performing only about as well as placebo. And in some cases less than placebo. Isn't that weird? People who took the placebo were getting better results than the people who took the medication. And you know, you hear that antidepressants increase suicidal thoughts and suicidal tendencies and all those words for it and all the other physical problems that it causes. So what they had to do is they had to manipulate the placebo group so that they could get the actual antidepressant to perform better than placebo. So they tested people for their response to placebo. Now, I don't remember how they tested them, but they found groups of people that were not susceptible to the placebo effect. Then they redid their study so that now their placebo group is likely to have, let's say, a 50% less susceptibility to the effect of the placebo. And now the antidepressants, woohoo, they're working, man. They are just crushing it. Now, the next part of Stephanie's question is millions of people are still being prescribed them because docs can't think of an alternative solution. Some doctors do have an alternative solution and it is meditating, mindfulness, hypnotherapy, exercise, eating decent foods, getting the right nutrients into your brain. But we know that we've got to get rid of these underlying emotional conflicts that are causing this problem. But she says, why are they still being prescribed in such high amounts? Doctors are rewarded for being high prescribers, even though you think that they're not because that's not allowed. Oh, that would be bad to reward those doctors for being high prescribers. But they're doing it by having them go to a retreat 
And then when they go to the retreat, they have like classes or speakers or whatever, but they get to be a speaker. So the thing that recently, um, one of the major pharmaceutical companies was fined for, and you know, for them to have like a $7 million fine, it's like, oh, whatever, you know, it's like lunch. Um, <laughs> they, they're not too afraid of being fined, but what they did is they'd send them to the retreat and the doctor could get $2,500 for doing a speech on a topic that was about one of the pharmaceutical drugs, right? Well, the speech could be any length and they could do up to three of those speeches a day. So what I suspect is happening is that here you've got a little auditorium. Every doctor gets up and does his five-minute speech to qualify for his 2,500 and then does that three times a day. So there's your 7,500 and then all of your golf, all of your meals, all of your entertainment, everything is paid, um, you know, top of the line, everything. So they end up with a $20,000, $30,000 vacation. Plus they get the speaking fees in cash and they got invited to speak because they're a high prescriber. So for some physicians, they want to get you on as many prescriptions as they can because when you are on certain prescriptions, you have to come back each month before they'll refill it. And then they get to bill your insurance every month for an office visit, which is probably three minutes in length because they're not doing anything, but they get um, reimbursed whatever amount. And then if they can get you on several of them, then they get to bill for each of those that they get into that high prescriber list by getting more prescriptions into your mouth. And it's really a shame because some doctors actually don't really care if you get better or not. They don't talk to you about what it is that you need, what exercise might do or what deficiencies you have. Um, it's, it's the stories I've heard are just atrocious. There are some really good doctors out there, but the ones that are wanting to be the high prescribers, they can make so much money. And one physician recently told me that his friend who's a doctor said, Hey, you know what? If you start prescribing this particular drug, you could be making an extra 16,000 a month just based on the office visits because the person has to keep coming back for office visits in order to renew the, the prescription. And this was actually a doctor that I like and um, feel pretty good about, and he's not interested in doing that. But isn't it amazing? Like this, this whole pharmaceutical problem is run by the pharmaceutical companies getting these people to still be high prescribers, and it's not legal to do that, but they have ways around it. And then they get a little fine, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> but anyway, um, so very good question, Stephanie. What do we do instead? The doctors, some of them do know that there's alternative solutions and they will refer their patients out to hypnotherapists or acupuncture or nutritionists or do some of micronutrient blood tests to find out what's going on in their body, what they're deficient in, some bioidentical hormones, and actually fix some parts of the problem. But for depression, we have got to get to the emotions that are creating the conflicts that are stored in the brain, even though we don't understand totally how these memories are stored, we need to release the emotion. So how do we do that? Well, one of the ways is to go back into that memory and you want to do it from a dissociated viewpoint. So if you were to take some breaths and get quiet and let yourself relax and then 
just bring up the emotion, like just ask your inner mind, say, what is it that's causing my depression? And just be silent and wait. Don't try to think of an answer, but just see what happens. And then notice where you feel that answer or that conflict or the pressure or the heaviness and get in touch with that area of where you feel that that issue is in your body, outside of your body, in your head or your shoulders, in your belly up, or in your spine. It could be anywhere. And then ask that answer. Well, get the answer that is because I'm just too sad. And you say, okay, so why are you sad? What is it that's causing that sadness? And then you get an image of your father, for instance. And that image of your father is him yelling at you when you were 12 years old for something you did. And you just look at that and you say, okay, that's interesting. So even deeper, what is it that is creating the depression in that? And maybe you're viewing and noticing this young boy that you are feeling really humiliated and embarrassed. So maybe that's this anchored in trauma or a decision you made that you're worthless or that you don't count or you can never get it right. But you look at what it is and from that disassociated viewpoint, you're observing it. And as you're observing it, your brain is still working on bringing the emotional memory that's trapped into your conscious and logical memory. And now you want to do something to change it. So this is where the emotional memory gets untrapped. Imagine that you now take yourself to where that young boy is. Let the father kind of float away and just go to that young boy and look in those eyes and say, you know, you don't need to be ashamed of that. You're just a young boy. You're learning. And every time you learn, you do things better. And then look in those eyes and say, you are worthy. And there are some things you're confused about, but I know there's a way for you to feel strong and to become a man and be confident and be really sure of who you, who you are. So have that conversation. And as you're having that conversation, what you're doing is you're drawing out those trapped emotions and you're, you're reorganizing them and storing them in a different way in your brain. But you're also creating a connection with the thing that represents that damaging moment, which is that younger boy. So that's a really simple way to do that. And then have the younger boy answer a question that you might have, which is like, what do you need the most right now? What is it that you're feeling that is really holding you back from feeling good? So you ask these questions and you have then transformed this trapped memory with these emotions that were creating some depression, but you're also, you're also helping other memories that are similar. Cause that's the other thing that Candace Pert discovered was that one memory that's triggered by a certain specific emotion, it goes and lights up and triggers others. So you get into this depression because you just had something happen that made you feel like a failure. And that ignites the memory at 12 years old. And that one goes to another memory at 18. And then it goes to the, when you got a divorce at 35. So all of these are getting activated and they're flooding your body with chemicals that are the chemicals of depression that are affecting every aspect of your body. So doing that is going to help to start releasing all of those different, um, trapped memories. And some of it happens on a subconscious level. It isn't like you have to go into every memory of your life 
because that would take a really long time. (laughs) But it will be way better than taking antidepressants. So an example I had when I was very new at hypnotherapy over 20 years ago, oh boy, that's a long time ago. Um, I had a client who came in and she had been going to counseling for two years every week for her depression because she had just been depressed for so long, two years. So she comes in and remember, I was pretty new at this. So I was a little like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? How on earth can I help her? If she's been going to counseling for two years and nothing's changed, I just don't even know what I can do. But I did do what I knew and I had her find the thing that's causing the depression, the emotion or the event or the feelings, did some healing with inner child work and took her into the future when she's no longer depressed and her brain created a new memory of her being happy, strong, confident, the things that she needed. And we did four sessions together. After those four sessions, she said, I have never felt this good. I don't think in my entire life. I, after two years of counseling, I just didn't even really expect that hypnotherapy would work, but I feel like I'm on top of it and I'm whole and it's the lights are on, the sun is shining and I'm feeling really good. And I just remember the feeling like, I'm a little new at this. I'm trying here. I'm not sure what to do. And then she's saying how, how well it worked and how amazing it is because she's feeling so much better. So this is how fast it can work. And even for me, like I was, um, I was definitely new and, (laughs) and what I did really worked and hypnotherapy is amazing that way. So anyway, congratulations, Stephanie, you get a $50 gift certificate. And now let's go talk about Lenore. Lenore, Lenore. She says she's dealing with anxiety. I'm bipolar and would love a podcast to listen to rather than pop a Xanax. Call it virtual Xanax. You know, and I think I'll do that. I will make you a separate podcast that'll be just about letting go of anxiety. But let's talk about anxiety because, oh my God, how many people have anxiety these days? It is amazing. And especially... People who smoke a lot of pot, if they do it really chronically, when they quit, they get tremendous anxiety. People who drink heavily and regularly, when they quit drinking, often their anxiety comes up. And part of it is because drinking slows down your brain activity and it slows down your heart and your blood pressure. So when you quit drinking, all of a sudden your heart rate and your blood pressure spring back to what they were trying to do. And your brain activity goes into a faster speed because the alcohol was holding it down. So all of a sudden it's running at the activity level that it was with the alcohol subduing it. Makes sense? So now you have anxiety, your heart's racing, your mind's racing. You can't stop all these obsessive thoughts. Well, what about the physical causes of anxiety? And one of the things we know is that mega doses of omega-3 can really help with bipolar and with anxiety. So you need to Google this on your own because I can't recommend anything to you because I'm, you know, not a doctor. But you want to look at uh, what the dosage is for omega-3s for bipolar and for anxiety. There's also something for anxiety that seems to be working well for a lot of people, and it's CBD oil. So CBD oil is sold nationwide, it is not psychoactive, It is just the CBD from the marijuana and it won't have any bad effects. It's also an anti-inflammatory. 
a very powerful one at that. But they're finding that it helps get rid of anxiety. So whatever physical things that were going on in your brain or your body, the CBD has a response that helps normalize things. So I would encourage you to Google that as well and see if you want to try that. And like I say, it doesn't have any psychoactive properties and it's a anti-inflammatory and um, gets rid of anxiety. So the hypnosis part of it to get rid of anxiety, it's tricky. I will tell you that um, people who work with anxiety, there's a lot of layers of what's causing it but we want to get to whatever it is that is causing that anxiety. And we want to release the triggers that are causing the anxiety. I know it can be really, really tough. I had anxiety once for about two weeks and it was pretty crazy. It makes time slow down. And the whole time you're just like, your heart's pounding. You feel that pressure in your chest and your thoughts are racing and it's a horrible feeling. Some people have to live with it year after year after year. That's a tough one. So to start with, I would suggest Lenore and all of you who are having anxiety issues is learn EFT, which is a tapping on the meridian points on your body. And I like to combine that with hypnosis so that you are able to use the best of both of those things. And doing the EFT is not difficult. You just, you have a phrase and then you're tapping on specific points on your head, your hands, your body that are acupressure points. And it has to do with these meridians in your body where you're disrupting the blockage of energy that could be contributing to the anxiety. So what you do is first you get yourself kind of relaxed. You could be sitting down, lying down, whatever. You could be at a stoplight in your car. <laughs> really, you can do this anytime. But you find the word that represents what you're feeling. So you could start with the word anxiety. And then as you start tapping, you say a specific phrase when you're tapping on the side of your hand, the phrase being, even though I have this anxiety, I deeply and completely accept myself. And then you do that several times. And then you start tapping on just the word, which is this anxiety. And you tap on all these different points. And then you take it a breath, you relax and you just notice, okay, what else does it feel like? Even deeper, what is that feeling underneath the anxiety? And then you might get a word like anger. So then you would tap on that and you'd say, even though I have this anger, I deeply and completely accept myself. And then you'd tap on this anger as you go through the tapping points. Even if it seems too simple, it has created amazing and miraculous results for a lot of people. There's a book that I was reading that two psychologists wrote, and they wrote this book specifically about doing this tapping with their clients. They did 18,000 sessions with their patients and they did EFT to see what would happen. And they said, there's no other therapy needed. There's nothing else you need to do. This cures everything. And it does create some miracles. So you can learn EFT. I have a video that helps teach it to you. If you're a therapist or you see clients or you're a person who just needs help, you can do it from that video. You can find that at my cart on the internet at hypnosis.wendy.com. Don't you know? There's a little search box in the upper right and just search on EFT. And uh, let's see. Okay. So combining it with hypnosis, once you drill down through, let's say three or four of the 
the layers of the emotions, then you're going to get to something that might be the root cause. So now you're done tapping. You've gone down through four or five different levels of asking, what else does it feel like? Even deeper, what does it seem like? And then you tap on that word, then stop and take a deep breath. And you can ask your mind to go back to the time where you learned to feel that way. That exact phrase and say, I want to go back to the time where I learned to feel that. And then just let yourself notice what's there. And this is sort of the mindfulness practice is just observing and being aware of what's happening. It isn't like you have to go into this crazy trance state and then try really hard to find the answer or go back in time. You're just being mindful and asking the question, where did I learn to feel that? How did I learn to feel this way? Where did I decide this? Where did I choose to believe this about myself? One of those questions, not all of them, because if you did all of them, you think your brain might explode a little bit. So do that and then just, again, observe it and experience whatever it is, because when you're experiencing it, you're changing how your brain stores it, how your body stores it, and changing the chemicals that are creating the anxiety. Then the next thing that is so important is doing some writing. When you write about emotional experiences, you process them in a way that changes what's happening in your body. They've done blood tests with uh, groups of people before and after they do a process of dealing with emotional or traumatic events. And then the control group would do the writing that's just writing about, like, let's say there were people who were in a car accident. And so one group would just write about the details of the car accident. It was a sunny day and I was at the stop sign and this other car came, blah, blah, blah. And then the group wrote about the emotional response. So you're writing about the fear that you felt or the anguish or the anger that came up and how that felt to be so angry that you had a car accident and the sadness after that and whatever it is. So when you write about the emotional part of the memory, it changes it. And then they did blood tests, like I said, before and after. And the people who wrote about the emotional part of the memory, their immune system changed measurably and dramatically and other chemicals in their blood were changed where the group that only wrote about the facts had no change in the immunity levels and in their blood. So Lenore and all of you that are dealing with anxiety, this is a good place to start. And if you decided that for the next few days, you're going to do this tapping and the mindfulness and go down into what it is that's underneath the anxiety you might get some results, but also look at the CBD oil and the omega-3s. And I'm not allowed to tell you what you should or should not take, so consult your physician, who will possibly then give you a second antidepressant to help to strengthen that first one. Can you imagine? More side effects. Ooh, boy. Yeah, it's a crazy thing. So, Lenore, send me a message, and I'll give you a code for your $50 gift certificate. All right, let's see. What else am I going to... Ay, ay, ay. August, August asked about healing cavities with hypnosis. I don't know about that. I honestly have never heard of people doing that. Maybe you have and you could enlighten me a little bit. Our next question in What's Your Problem is from Allison. 
Allison, I just really, really like what you asked. She says, I love your work. I've purchased many of your CDs and downloads. I don't think I've ever fully gone into trance. How do I know if I have, or if I have been in trance, how can I go even deeper? I feel like I need more prep before I listen to the actual hypnosis part. All right, so I'm going to answer Allison's question in the form of go into trance. But first I'm going to talk about it for a minute because it is a common question that a lot of people have. And they're very concerned that they haven't been hypnotized. Well, there's different levels of hypnosis. And some of it is a very light state of trance where you are able to make some really big changes in what's happening. And sometimes going deeper really does help. So we're going to do something called fractionation. Oh boy, it sounds exciting, doesn't it? (laughs) There is no math involved in fractionation. But what I want you to learn is how you're going to condition your brain and body and you're going to go into trance even deeper every time you go into this state. So I'm going to help you to create some triggers and to learn why fractionation is going to get you deeper into that trance and then let you go into trance really fast. What this is going to require from you is that you are not doing something right now. You could, if you're laying in bed, awesome. If you're driving the car, not so awesome. (laughs) If you are doing the dishes, go ahead and, you know, put those dishes down. You don't need to be doing those are dirty. They'll, they'll be dirty when you come back. So go to the couch and relax. And we're going to do some deep trance training. Also, did you know there is a track for free on my website, for deep trance training to get it for free, the full version. We're going to do a short version here. It's going to take about 10 minutes. So be sure you have 10 minutes free with no interruptions and turn off your phone. I will give you a few seconds to accomplish that. To begin your fractionation experience. Keep your hands and legs inside the car. No, that's something else. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Okay, so what I want you to do is make sure that your body is in a comfortable position. Your legs are uncrossed. Your arms are at your side or resting on your belly. Make sure your head is supported. And keep your eyes open. Stare at a spot on the ceiling or on the wall. Any spot will do. This is called fixation, and you're going to fixate on a specific spot. Now, I want you to notice that spot in a way that allows you to almost see it very close up. Perhaps you see the detail of it. Maybe you notice the texture or the color or the way the light touches it. Take a deep breath. Keep your eyes open. And imagine that you can zoom in on that spot. You can go see it close up. And you can move all around it, focusing your awareness, your vision on that spot. Now bring your focus back here so that spot is farther away. Notice that your eyes are getting tired and your eyelids are getting heavy. 
Keep your eyelids open, no matter how heavy they become, keep them open. And you might notice that every time you blink, your eyelids get heavier, and the more you blink, the harder it is to open them back up. Keep them open, heavier every blink. Focus on that spot, the texture and the color, the light, the darkness. Every blink heavier and heavier. Now, when I count from three down to one, your eyelids are going to be so heavy that on the next blink, they will be too heavy to open. They will simply stay shut, closed, relaxed, and heavy. Three heavier blink. Two so heavy you can't keep them open. And one, your eyelids close down, melting into your cheeks almost feeling as if your eyelids are just melting into your cheeks as if they are one piece of skin. Your entire face relaxes now. That heaviness from your eyelids melts down into your face and your jaw, your neck and your shoulders. Now feel it going down through your shoulders into your arms. Your arms becoming heavy, heavy, heavy. Oh, it feels so good. Heavier, loose, limp heavy, relaxed, good. Let that feeling melt down through your spine, into your hips, feel your hips becoming heavy, your abdomen releasing tension and tightness, soft, heavy, relaxed. Now let that heaviness go into your legs as your legs melt down, melting, heavy, loose, and limp, good. And now, when I count to three, I want you to let your eyelids open and focus on that spot once again. Ready? One, two, three. Your eyes open easily. And let yourself focus on that spot. The same one that you were looking at before, does it look different or the same? Your body stays relaxed, heavy, loose, and limp. Your eyelids are open. You can zoom in on that spot. Go see it close up and see the texture. Almost like you're looking at it through a magnifying glass. Float around and look at it from a different angle, different perspective. And then zoom back out. Bring your awareness back here to where your eyes really are. And when you blink, notice how heavy your eyelids are, so heavy, heavier and heavier. Keep your eyes open, relaxing deeper, focusing only on that spot. And now when I count from three down to one, your eyelids will blink and be so heavy, so relaxed that you won't be able to open them and they will be so heavy, so relaxed. Three, two, one. Your eyelids close and melt into your cheeks, heavy, loose, and limp. Now feel that wave, like a wave of bliss, of heaviness, of pure release. Melt down through your face, into your neck and your shoulders. You feel that tingle as it's reaching into your arms, heavy and loose and limp. Going all the way into your arms and your hands and your fingers, Feel that tingle in your fingertips right now. Such a good feeling. 
Now let that feeling move down through your spine, your back relaxes, your abdomen relaxes, heavy, loose and limp, heavier and heavier, melting down. Let that feeling go into your legs and you feel your legs being so heavy, so heavy. Now your entire body sinking into the surface, the couch or the chair that you're in. Feel yourself sinking down into it. It just got softer and softer. Feel how soft it is now. You're sinking down into it almost an inch down into it, now a little bit more. Your legs heavy, your arms heavy, loose limp, filled with that blissful feeling. Good. Your eyes are too heavy to even think about opening them. You wouldn't want to because this feels so good. Now when I count to three, your body will stay relaxed heavy, loose, and limp, and your eyes will open again. One, two, three, your eyes open easily right now. Focus on that spot once again. And as you look at it now, what's different? Focus on that spot and feel your entire body heavy, loose, and limp. Heavy, loose, and limp. As you focus on that spot, you can zoom in, float around it, be amazed at how you can see it almost microscopically. Your eyelids are so heavy and loose, limp, heavy, heavy, heavy. Zoom back out. And as I count from three down to one, your eyelids will be too heavy to keep open, too heavy. Ready? Three, two, one. Blink in your eyes. Close. Unable to open now heavy, loose, and limp. That heaviness from your eyelids floats all the way down into your body, a wave of heaviness going all the way through your body. And now notice that in your arms and your hands, that heaviness has become so profound. Just feel it in your hands and your fingertips heavier and heavier, and it's the strangest thing that right now your right arm is so heavy, the fingers are just melting, that right now, even if you tried to move your hand to your fingers and your right hand, they don't move. In fact, the more you try, the more heavy they become, the softer and heavier they become. So you could try, but you'll notice that nothing happens. Your hand gets heavier every time you try. Your right arm does not move. Now, if you'd like to move the fingers of your left hand, you'll notice that they move easily. You can move each finger, no problem. And as you did that, it made your right arm even heavier, immobilized it. Your right arm now sunk deeper into the surface of the couch or the chair that became incredibly soft just a moment ago. Your right arm is so heavy that even if you try, it won't move. It only becomes heavier. Now when I count to three, you're gonna open your eyes again and focus on that spot. Ready? One, two, three. Open your eyes. 
focus on that spot. And notice when you focus on that spot now, what happens to your body. As you look at that spot, your eyelids are so heavy, you just have to close them. You want to close them. Focus on that spot. Now go down even deeper this time, even deeper. Ready? Three, two, one. Your eyelids just have to close. And as your eyelids close, that heavy wave of wonderful sensations floats through your body, and you love this feeling. Your right arm is heavier and heavier still. You don't even care about why you can't move your right arm, why it is so heavy. It just feels good. And if you want to, you could open your eyes now and look at your right arm. The more you stare at it, the heavier it becomes. But you want to close your eyes because that feels really good. So go ahead and let your eyelids close down again. Good. Now I want you to notice a color and a symbol. When you're in this state of deep relaxation, there is a color right now out in front of you and a symbol that will take you back into trance anytime you want. So notice that color. Is it swirling or is it still? Or is it on the symbol that you're looking at? When you look at that, notice the wave of heaviness that floats through your body that feels so good, that feeling you love and that you crave. You go back to this heaviness, deeply relaxed, going into trance, able to allow your mind to create this feeling whenever you just put yourself into that place looking at the symbol and the color, feeling that wave washing over you. Good. Now I want you to begin to bring your awareness all the way back here. When I count from one to five, you're going to feel refreshed, wide awake. Your eyelids will open easily and you'll feel the energy returning to your body. One, begin to bring the energy back into your legs and arms. Feel that energy coming back. That tingle is coming back. And your right arm is able to move now. You can move your fingers and move your right arm. Now, bring that energy, two, all the way up through your body. Feel it coming all the way up to the top of your head. You'll feel it when it reaches the top of your head. Take a deep breath. And three, feeling balanced and at peace. Four, your eyes will feel cool and refreshed. Your eyelids will open very easily, feeling very alert now. And five, wide awake, clear-headed and refreshed. Good, you're back, yay. <laughs> At least I assume you are. Um, so now notice what it is that you experience during this session. And of course, after you come out of trance, you're still in trance for a couple of minutes. You know, you're your brain is bringing its awareness back, but it's okay that you're feeling a little bit woozy right now. So what we wanted to achieve there was fractionation. And they've shown that in trance, your body goes into this deeper trance state and your brain goes into a different brainwave state. The more times you come back to awareness and go back under. So we were doing fractionation by having you open your eyes and stare at a spot. The other way to do it is to have yourself or your client 
actually coming all the way back to awareness. So that you're saying, you know, wide awake, clear headed, and then having them go back into trance. So I, I'm thinking that most of you listening have actually experienced your right arm being immobilized, that it was too heavy to move and too heavy to, you know, lift your arm. And then when I told you that your fingers would move very easily, then they moved. But also that comparison of your left arm and your right arm, that your brain was able to accept and create that feeling in your right arm that it cannot move, that the more you try, the heavier it becomes. And the more you think about it, the more heavy and loose and limp it becomes. But when I asked you to move the fingers of your left arm and they move very easily, you were able to move them. So the question that Allison had was about how to know that you're in trance or how to go even deeper. So if you felt this experience of your eyelids getting so heavy that you could not even open them, that you just needed to close them and every blink made them feel heavier and heavier and you felt them actually melt into your cheeks. If you felt any one of these sensations, you're going into trance. Your mind is listening and it's reacting and responding to what I'm asking it to do. And the other thing is when we talked about feeling that tingle in your fingers or feeling that wave of heaviness going down through your body or feeling yourself sinking into the surface. When I was in hypnotherapy school, this is one that I loved because at the end of every class, we would lay down on the floor and the floor was really hard, but the instructor would tell us that that floor was getting softer and softer and softer. And it did. I could have sworn I was laying on marshmallows, even though it was a hard floor. But did you notice your body sinking deeper into the surface that it felt like you were sinking down into it? So that would be an indication that you are indeed in trance because your mind was changing the reality. And then not being able to move your arm. And when I asked you to open your eyes and look at your hand and the more you stare at it, the heavier it becomes and the more it is absolutely unable to move then your arm didn't move. Now, for some of you, it might've moved, but any one of these sensations that you're experiencing is an indication that your mind is accepting the words, the suggestions, the descriptions, and changing your physiology, changing your mental state, changing your brainwaves, because you know, a waking state is in beta brainwave. They're very alert. Then you go down into alpha, which is like the brainwave when you're taking a nap or you're daydreaming or you're falling asleep at night. And then you go into theta, which is really the good hypnotic place to be because between the alpha and the theta, our brain is really accepting the suggestions. It's able to create and imagine, and it's like a dream state. And then when you're going to sleep, you go into a delta sleep. And that is where you're not suggestible and you're really unaware of what's happening, but you're also getting that good REM sleep when you're in that theta and going into delta. So there you have that. Um, that's how you know you're in trance or how you get deeper in trance. So now let's do this. Just take a moment to stare at that spot once again, and just notice that same spot you were staring at before and just look at it. Notice your eyelids, what's happening right now. 
Feel what's happening in your entire body, your eyelids getting heavy. Look at that spot. You want your eyelids to just close and your body to melt down. Ready? Three, two, one. Your eyes close, your eyelids melt down into your cheeks. Your body becomes heavy and loose and limp. You love this feeling and you want this feeling. Let go and just feel how your body responds. Your mind begins to float and drift and dream. Good. Now as I count to three, just bring your awareness and your energy back and your eyes will open easily. Ready? One, two, three. Wide awake, let your eyes open. Now, what happened right there? What did you feel instantly and automatically? What happened in your body in that, just that brief, less than a minute time where I asked you to focus on that spot because that spot is now an anchor for this feeling. And then your eyelids closing is an anchor that creates this heaviness and this wave of sensation in your body. So that's how you can go back into trance and go deeper each time. So Allison, the answer is that you want to do fractionation. You want to bring yourself in and out of trance several times and notice what things you do experience. So if you've been listening to my programs, maybe you're worrying about whether or not you're in trance and you're spending some conscious time keeping your brain really active by judging whether you are or are not in trance. And of course, in doing our fractionation experiment, you were also judging yourself whether you're in trance or not, but in a different way. Instead of worrying about, oh my God, am I in trance? Or am I not? Yes or no. So what we're doing is we were judging it by all the positive sensations you were having and the experiences you had that verified that you're going into trance. Once you have created the conditioning to teach your brain and body how to reach that state, then you can get into even deeper states of hypnosis. There are people who like go explore past lives, for instance, and they get into a very deep state where they're allowing themselves to feel as if they're leaving their body to go explore another time and another experience in a different lifetime. So you get into this deep state where you're kind of detaching yourself from your body and going somewhere else. Now, do we actually go somewhere else or go into another time or access the higher consciousness or the collective consciousness or the collective unconscious? Well, that depends on how much you give your practice to mindfulness, meditation, and hypnosis. So I do have a daily meditation program that has 30 days of meditations and it teaches you how to get into that state to do a meditation, but do it very gradually. So each day you listen to a different session that helps take you deeper and deeper into that meditation. Meditation is achieving that same state, being in that alpha state and getting into that theta, but meditation is known as the absence of thought where hypnotherapy is giving you specific thoughts, specific actions and stuff that you're going to work through. So with the meditation program, I create this space where you're allowing your mind to let go of thought and be clear from thought. So for anxiety in particular, 
if you could have moments where you're actually able to let your mind clear that thought, to let it go, that's what you really want to achieve. So every day I have a longer space of time in the recorded session that you're that you're clearing your mind. So you're learning it gradually. And every day there's a different word that you're focusing on or a different feeling that you're focusing on. And it doesn't take you through a really guided experience. It more takes you into like, okay, today the word is compassion. And you're only going to breathe and feel that word compassion. And we spend about 20 minutes getting you to let go of everything else and just feel whatever it is that is that word and then a bigger space of time. So it's pretty cool. You can find it at wendy.com slash meditate. And of course, Wendy spelled with an I, W-E-N-D-I. So wendy.com slash meditate. And if you go there, you'll see there is a very special price on it right now. And I think the first session is free. If you uh, check it out, you can, you can get your meditating on. You can be all mindful and peaceful and happy. And people will say, man, you look 10 years younger. What did you do, girl? <laughs> and you say, ah, it was just some meditation thing. Felt pretty good. All right. Well, I am going to congratulate those of you who got a $50 gift certificate. Remember, you just need to send me a message on Facebook. The others that I mentioned your question, but I did not answer it. I believe I said that you get $20. Is that what I said? We'll do it 10. Well, I guess we'll make it 20. So thank you for all your questions and, and being part of my segment that is, what's your problem? <laughs> we'll do it again. So as soon as you see on Facebook that I'm asking for your problem, be sure to chime in and I'll, I'll work on you and see what we can do. All right. Well, I don't know what else I can say or do to help you out right now at this point, but one thing I want to say that is the most important thing of all is if you or someone you love or someone you know or someone you barely know is struggling with drug or alcohol addiction, I have a program that will absolutely revolutionize how they look at addiction, how they feel about themselves overcoming addiction, and doing a program that is for 14 days, it's going to change the beliefs, the values. It's going to get rid of the triggers and make you solid about not being an addict anymore. It is so opposite of AA and 12 step. It is about being strong and healthy and in control. You're not powerless. Relapse is not part of recovery. You do not have a disease and you are not going to identify as an addict or an alcoholic, you're not in recovery. We are going to create in you the person that is strong and healthy and in control. And it works. I've been doing the work with addiction for the majority of my 20 years, 15 years of it. I have focused on addiction and I have learned and learned and learned and I have amazing success. And I want you to let go of the failure and the fear that you get from going to meetings. You don't have to hit bottom. And when you do relapse, people say, oh, you just haven't hit your bottom. You don't have to hit a harder bottom. You need to elevate yourself into that space of being strong and healthy and in control, changing something every day of the program. It's easy. It's online. You log in every day. You follow the instructions, do the hypnotherapy sessions and the mindfulness and the meditations. And at night you fall asleep to 
words and phrases that are filling your mind with the things you do want. This isn't about fear and it's not about willpower and it's not about you being diseased. It is about filling yourself with love and respect and forgiveness and compassion and being able to actually overcome the fear of relapse and being a whole, strong, healthy, and in control person. So where do you find that? Go to quitdrinkingnow.com. And remember, it is for drug addiction and alcohol addiction. So I want to help you and I can. All right. It um, uh, it has been a while that we've been together. Thank you for listening this far. And I'm really excited to have you on the podcast. Tell other people about it. Go subscribe on iTunes. That's the most valuable thing you can do for this podcast to keep it going and keep it visible and uh, let it help others. Tell a friend, post it on Facebook. You have a wonderful and magical day. This has been another episode of Sleep With Me, starring Wendy Friesen. Please subscribe and review this podcast on iTunes to help support it, grow it, and help your friends enjoy it just like you do. Check out the description for more information about the topics discussed and some links, or wendy.com for all your Wendy needs.